Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. A leaked document reveals that the nation's highest court is expected to overturn the landmark Roe v. Wade case. The Supreme Court today confirmed that the draft is authentic. The draft decision caused protesters to immediately gather in D.C., a testament to the weight of the Supreme Court's expected ruling. Here's NTD's Melina Wisecup with the details. This leaked document indicating that the justices could overturn Roe versus Wade caused uproar here in Washington, D.C. We've seen protesters from both the pro-life side and the pro-choice side. They've been out here, some of them, since last evening. We spoke to them to find out how they're reacting to this potential change to the U.S. abortion law. Here's what they told us. This is a great day for unborn children everywhere, but we have to acknowledge that that the final victory hasn't been won yet, we, and it won't be won until we're no longer voting on whether people have the right to live or not. Uh, as soon as we heard the news last night, we were like, we're going to be at the court tomorrow uh, because we are indeed the post-Roe generation and this is, this is history in the making. While pro-life activists are cheerful, supporters of Roe versus Wade are not looking forward to this final ruling. You, you, can, you can expect it, but it's, it's shocking. It's just shocking. And my mom, the first thing she said was, I didn't think this would happen in my lifetime. And a few Democrat senators appeared today to speak to the pro-abortion group. And we will take this fight to the U.S. Congress and the U.S. Senate. It was really hard to hear, and I'm hoping that before the actual document comes out, there are some changes, but I'm hopeful, but doubt it'll happen. The draft document of the court's ruling, written by Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito, reads, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. Some protesters point out that abortion is not a black and white issue. So when people say, do you agree with uh, uh, abortion, you know, that's a very different question than do you agree with abortion on all nine months. So when people say that they agree with abortion, they do not mean that they believe up to the day of birth that abortion should be legal. If the majority of justices on the conservative-leaning court stick to the opinion in the draft, it could lead to stricter limits on abortion access in conservative states. But any state could still legally allow abortions if they so choose. Melina, we know Democrats have given their message of disapproval of the court's likely decision here. So how are lawmakers reacting? Well, Steve, Senate Democrats and House Democrats wasted no time in responding to this. Immediately after that news broke last night, Senate Leader Chuck Schumer, alongside House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, sent out a statement about this. And just today, Senate Leader Chuck Schumer says he'll force a floor vote on um, a, to codify Roe versus Wade and make it the law of the land. But, Steve, the reality is that Democrats hold a very thin majority in the Senate. So even when they hold this vote, they don't have enough support across the aisle to pass it and get it into law. So if the Supreme Court continues along these lines and does uh, rule to overturn Roe versus Wade, it won't be easily reversed. Steve, back to you. NTD's Melina Wisecup reporting. Our next guest was a director of a Planned Parenthood clinic and has since changed her stance on the issue of abortion. Abby Johnson is on the road, but we wanted to get her thoughts during the significant moment in history for the pro-life movement. 
Abby, what's the feeling right now in the pro-life community based on how this leak is playing out? You know, I think that there's, of course, a lot of optimism right now because of the draft opinion that was released, but also a feeling of a little, a little worry. Um, you know, this, this leak is not something that, that we wanted. Um, it's, it's not the appropriate way to, to find something like this out. We wanted just the court opinion to come out in the way that it should have. Um, so I think that there's a, a bit of, of worry about what this is going to do, which is, of course, why it was leaked in the first place to cause upheaval and um, in the court and in the American public. So, um, you know, now we have congressional members, you know, calling for, uh, you know, Congress to codify Roe, calling for court packing, um, among other things. And so, you know, I think there's a bit of worry, you know, what are the justices going to do? Are they still going to wait until June? Are they going to come out with this earlier, uh, come out with their opinion earlier? So now everything feels a little uncertain. So it certainly sounds like there's a bit of cautious uh, optimism there. Um, if, in fact, the uh, leaked decision does stand, uh, I just want to get your thoughts on where you think the pro-life movement's uh, battle will go from here. Well, certainly, you know, the the battle for the past 50 years has been one battle. So, you know, the battle has been at the Supreme Court. Now we're looking at even a, a bigger battle because now we're looking at a, a battle of 50 battles, really, um, each state battle. And so now we're, we're looking at something even bigger, a bigger undertaking. Um, and so we'll have, you know, some states that are, you know, looking to codify Roe, that are looking to expand abortion access as we know it. And then you're going to have states that swing, you know, the pendulum far to the right. And and so then you're going to have some that are, you know, protecting the preborn at the moment of conception. And so it looks like it's going to be, you know, far blue or it's going to be far red. Um, and, and so I, I don't know that there's going to be much, much middle ground there. Um, and so pro, the pro-life movement is going to really have to, um, you know, start activating uh, around, you know, pregnancy centers and legal protections for the preborn at a state level. A question I like to ask anyone when talking about this issue, especially, you know, at this critical moment, is, uh, is abortion illegal? If you watch some other networks, you, you would think that there's some draconian measure that's just been handed down. What are your, what's your take? I mean, right now, we're, right now, everything is as it was just, you know, two days ago. So nothing has changed. Um, you know, we're just, if, if Roe is overturned, right now everything kicks back to the states which is where it should have been from the beginning the states have a right to make laws depending on the will of the people in that state and so you know we're not talking about abortion being illegal in every state across the country so um actually it would be about 26 states where abortion would be illegal affecting approximately 40% of women in childbearing age. So um, the majority of women in the country would still have access to legal abortion. That, of course, could change depending on states and, and what they decide to do. Um, 
you know, and so states would have to make that decision. But the majority of women still would have access to legal abortion. And uh, then, you know, activists at that state level would have to fight it out. Abby Johnson, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you. And how are lawmakers reacting to the unprecedented leak? And what does it mean to the Supreme Court's ability to do its job? And today's Iris Tau brings us more. Contrasting reactions from the two sides of the aisle. Democrats have overwhelmingly focused on the substance of the draft ruling, which says to overturn the landmark abortion case Roe v. Wade instead of focusing on the leak itself. I don't know who leaked the opinion or why, but I know that today, Women and men across this country are grappling with the very real concern and, yes, the fear that they may lose a critical constitutional right in just a matter of weeks. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer also decried the draft ruling while pivoting to the upcoming elections. The rights of 100 million women are now on the ballot. Meanwhile, whoever did this leak should be prosecuted and should go to jail for a very long time. Republicans, on the other hand, are demanding a full investigation into the leak, which they're calling the ethical violation, very potentially the legal violation. Unprecedented, as despicable as it is dangerous. This, as the Senate Minority Leader says, the leak is an intentional effort. To stir up an inappropriate pressure campaign to sway an outcome. Senators from two parties clashed in a Tuesday hearing on judicial ethics, which coincided with the Supreme Court incident. Yeah. Senator John Kennedy noted that only a very finite group of people could have had access to the leaked document, and such individuals should all get a visit by the FBI. Either tell the truth or lie to an FBI agent which subjects them to criminal prosecution. But Democratic Senator Sheldon Whitehouse questioned the FBI's involvement. Why FBI agents from the executive branch should be running around within the Supreme Court. And Whitehouse had this to say about Kennedy's call for the Justice Department to identify the leaker. And I guess we'll begin by trying to identify what law that person might have violated. Meanwhile, President Biden did not address the leak during his Tuesday remarks either, though he called for Congress to codify abortion rights. To break down the implications of what the Supreme Court draft decision leak means for the country and the Supreme Court as an institution, we have Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, who is also running for the United States Senate, here to discuss. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report. Great to be with you. You're running uh, for United States Senate. We obviously know the relationship between the Senate and the Supreme Court runs deep in our Constitution. With regard to this, uh, what appears to be a leak draft opinion reversing Roe versus Wade, what is the bigger story, the decision or the leak? Well, I mean, the decision, obviously, if this is what ultimately plays out, is a big one and certainly something that I've advocated for. Uh, in the Dobbs case, uh, Missouri, along with a bunch of other states, have filed a briefing on that. Um, that would be a big story. But I also think the idea that this uh, draft opinion has been leaked, it's literally never happened before. Uh, it's unprecedented. and uh, But not all that surprising, I guess. The left is completely unhinged right now, and uh, they know they're losing. And there's uh, not any norm or rule that they're not willing to break for raw power. And I think that's what you're seeing play out. But it's uh, obviously very disturbing. 
Now, you just sort of touched upon it there. The Supreme Court sits directly across from the Senate side of the uh, the Capitol. What makes this leak any different than, than the others that, you know, there's so many that happen in Washington, D.C.? Well, it's just, it, it literally has not happened with the Supreme Court. I mean, that is supposed to be that, that, uh, that co-equal branch of government. Um, uh, these draft opinions get, you know, sent around and people, you know, sign them and they draft their own. And it's a pretty sacred trust, I think, among those justices. And for this to be leaked now uh, really as an effort to intimidate um, uh, is, is uh, again, unprecedented, not surprising, but uh, but really tragic. And it's, it's very obvious what they're trying to do. I guess they're trying to get somebody to change their vote or to put so much public pressure that they would change their opinion on this. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I hope that doesn't happen. But that's the the aim here of the left. I think this looks like it was very coordinated and, again, uh, just breaks every norm uh, that you could imagine at the Supreme Court. Attorney General, some very prominent legal experts have called this an insurrection. Uh, is that a proper categorization? I mean, I, I'm fine with putting whatever label you want on this. I mean, the left is always, you know, talking about threats to democracy, right? They throw that around. I mean, this really is something that that people ought to, you know, their jaws ought to drop, that that they're willing to sacrifice, you know, the Supreme Court plays a very important role, obviously, in our system of separation of powers and checks and balances. And and for the left to, to throw this out there, um, it's very clear what they're trying to do. They're trying to change an outcome. But again, uh, that's what you do when you don't have the law on your side and you don't have the reasoning on your side. You do things like this. And it's just a raw power grab. But we've seen this. Look, this is what's been going on with COVID. You talk about masks or vaccines. Man, they had nothing to do with data or science. It was all about power and control. This is what tyrannical regimes try to do. And you see the left here using these same tactics now at the Supreme Court in a way that's never been done before. And uh, they ought to be widely criticized, of course, but hopefully it's not effective. When it comes to the actual ruling, um, does this mean that abortion is actually illegal? No, ultimately, Roe v. Wade, Roe, Roe versus Wade was... Uh, uh, a decision not based on anything in the Constitution. Um, what would happen if Roe v. Wade is um, is overruled, which it looks like it will? Uh, these issues will go back to the states, uh, and the states will decide uh, how they want to handle this, um, you know, very controversial topic. And for the Supreme Court, the nine justices, you know, 50 years ago to take this and decide for everybody once and for all what it was going to be like everywhere in the country was wrong. And so when and if Roe v. Wade is overturned, the issue goes back to the states. You have quite a primary uh, coming up with a lot of high profile names. Uh, what's your message been and when is primary day in Missouri? Yeah, August 2nd, so just about three months away. Uh, my message has been, look, a lot of people can talk about issues. A lot of people can, you know, give quotes about issues. But there's one proven conservative fighter, that's me, that's taking a blowtorch to the Biden agenda, this radical agenda that seeks to undo all of the successes we had under President Trump, a secure border, energy independence, a growing economy, all of these things that, that were going well that I defended as attorney general as the America First candidate here. Uh, we're challenging the Biden administration. We're winning. I mentioned the vaccine mandates. Missouri was, you know, I was the AG that brought that OSHA case to the Supreme Court. We won. Um, on the Remain in Mexico case, I was back in front of the Supreme Court just last week on that issue. We've won before on border security. We're suing on Title 42. We're suing on President Trump's border wall to get that finished. All these important issues, I'm actually taking action. I think Missourians want a proven conservative fighter that's never going to quit on the state. I want to take that same fighting spirit to the Senate.
Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, thank you. Great to be with you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.